0: hi i'm nathan i'm playing captain Islas, the priest
1: hi i'm zach i'm playing grieg the first mate and ranger
2: hi i'm jd i'm playing Nulsk, the slayer and i'm ryan your dm for this session and this is the ChimeraCast, cast an actual play dungeon world podcast and you can find us on twitter and instagram at ChimeraCast. So when we left off last time, you guys had just killed the Tornrack flesh wearer. It had taken on Heme, the ship cook's persona, I guess. So normally normally the Tornrack, as I understand it, are just like
0: flesh stealers and they wear the flesh, but certain ones can actually transform. Is that kind of what I'm
2: picking up on? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. And Nulsk had the sword that had sort of taken possession, uh or not. Taken possession of Nulk, but has some it has one hold over him mechanically. I just tried to get him to kill Captain Eilas, and he resisted. But and Barely Barely and sulked back to his crew quarters. Captain Eilas and Grieg are standing over the corpse of this fallen flesh wearer.
3: What do you do? I wonder how long it was him. Can't be certain. That's the fear in all this, right? just that it can impersonate us so easily. Are you worried that there are more on board? I'm worried about the descent that this could facilitate. Who else knows about it? Everyone knows that we now have two dead bodies on the ship, three including Heme. What do you suppose we should do? Well, we clean it up. But we have to tell everybody that danger has passed, I hope.
4: Then I'll clean it up. You sure? These... spines interest me. I might learn something from them. And I've got nothing else to do. I'm not sleeping.
3: Be careful. I noticed a... wince when they... stabbed Nolsk. You know he doesn't show that very easily. So mind your hands. I'll be as careful as I can. Socks
0: will... monitor the situation. So, Nils, you get back to your quarters. Which, actually, I've been thinking about this, because everybody would be upset that I'm the lowest on the totem pole, but I think that they petitioned to, like, uh, fence off my hammock or, like, my section of the below deck, and so we just refer to it as my quarters, even though it's
2: just, like... There's just, like, canvas hangings and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they don't have to look at you. Right,
0: and normally bunks get shared between crewmates when they're, like, doing different shifts or whatever, but Mm -hmm. nobody... Goes inside Nolsk's area. So, what are you doing when you get back there? I think I might be spending some time with this sword. I don't think I expected it to be magical. I, don't, I mean, I don't even think that Nolsk would have thought. Like, he thought of it as a trophy, much as he kept the head of his former commander. But now that it has exerted some sort of power on him, I think that Nolsk is. I don't know if examining it is quite right, but is maybe a little like afraid of it because he definitely felt that, like, surge through. And he knows that, like, he would have never harmed the captain
2: in any other circumstance, right? Right. So as you're sitting there examining it, you notice the base of the blade near the hilt is cleaner than you thought it was before. And where the blade was sort of, like, rusty and covered in this rotting substance beforehand... You can see the tracery of ruins beginning to spread up the blade, and huh. that corruption seems to be retreating towards the tip a little bit. It takes minutes, but you can see progress being made on this blade. Got it. So it's, like, still
0: slowly moving up it?
2: Yeah, uh, this, this like, purification.
0: Can I, like, clean it at all, or is it not that kind of ichor on it?
2: I mean, I'm sure I could clean it of this tornax gore. Yeah, that's not what's like. I think you try to clean a bit of this blade off, and when you look up, there is a woman sitting on the like foot of your cot next to you. She's uh, an elf.
0: Yeah. As, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like cleaning this. I'm still a little weirded out by this sword. So I think when I notice
2: her, I look over and just ah. Uh, I'm sorry to startle you, Nulsk. Who are you? I am Pramatha. I spoke to you before.
5: You told me to hurt Captain. Why?
2: An instinct. Humans were my enemy long ago.
5: But not the Captain.
2: Not now. The longer I spend in your company, the more I see that perhaps our goals are aligned. What
5: do you want?
2: My people we were enslaved by a, a dark god long ago. We thought it could be a weapon, but I want you to kill that god, Nolsk.
5: Nolsk is good at killing. That's not true, really. <laughs> <laughs> Mediocre, maybe. <laughs> Do you know where this god is?
2: You're well on your way now, Nolsk. Just stay the course. You'll know when you get there, and I'll be with you the whole time. Don't worry about that.
5: Your people are who I took this from.
2: They've fallen far, since I was trapped within this blade. But they are my people all the same.
5: We are fighting them. More will die. Nosk may have to kill them.
2: They are but a shadow of what they once were. Our war with the humans taught us pragmatism. Do what you must.
5: I must speak with captain. Nilsk owes captain a lot.
2: I understand Nilsk.
0: I wanna scamper out of of my little shack or whatever. And I'm gonna go find the captain. Okay, cool. I don't know if you were doing something in the meantime, so.
3: Well, the thing that I wanted to do was mildly important in that I wanted to take the head of the flesh wearer. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah you can take its head. All right, Greg. Uh, so you're trying to take the these bone spines. Where are they protruding from? <sighs> like. They're like shot out of the bottom of its wrists.
1: Okay. Cool.
2: To get these bone spines out, yeah. I think it's going to be a defy danger plus wisdom, to like successfully harvest these uh, all right then
1: and he pulls out his short sword kind of steps on the inside elbow area and just starts trying to carve into and let's say i'm going to roll on him like trying to take the flat edge of the sword and kind of break the bone on the on the whole arm
3: is this more like an autopsy is that <laughs> let's go no, it's, <laughs> no it's, not. it's more like a not <laughs> a, <laughs> no- a not damn it <laughs> damn it <laughs>
1: Anywho, I rolled a three. <laughs> Getting it hot, hot goings at the beginning. You did say it was going to be low stakes, but I'm fine if it's now high stakes.
2: I think it's just you don't get them. Oh, fuck. Come on, sucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they le- they they start dragging this thing to overboard.
2: Okay. Cut to uh, Nulsk finding Captain Eilus.
3: I was walking toward the crew quarters with the head of this torn rack.
2: Uh, I would like to have a little beat
0: real quick when you're, like, walking down the ship corridor or whatever and Nolsk comes out of the shadows holding the sword. Nolsk! Captain! Leave
3: the sword in your quarters. It spoke to me. I don't care. (laughs) You presented arms at me. Put your weapon in your quarters.
5: I'm sorry, Captain.
3: Sorry only gets you so far. I... Do or don't do, put your weapon in your quarters.
5: It I think it is important. And I think you like you haven't known
0: Nolsk for that long, but probably just now you're at the cusp of like
5: being unable to like
3: understand his facial expressions a little bit. I that was the kind of thing is like and I'm sorry to describe your character this way, but you're a pet, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but just the same I see I see that Nolsk is 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 concerned. I need to tell the crew that the danger is past. I need to let them know that you aren't the person who's killing crewmates because that's who they think is doing it.
5: Why would they think that?
3: Because you carry a big fucking sword around and brandish it at your captain.
5: I'm sorry, Captain.
3: That's great. Put it in your quarters. If you wish to wait with it, I will come and talk to you soon. But I need to assuage my crew. Annap. Fine, take it to Annap. Okay. Wait there for me.
0: Aye. Nilska's gonna scamper off.
3: I assume there were a few crew members who were sleeping down here. Yeah. Which have, yep. who, who have started to come out and mill around and look at me. <clears throat> Yelling, ob- ostensibly anyway, admonishing Nulsk, Pip, right? Yes, Mom. Wake everyone up. Meet me up on deck. Hi, Captain. You,
2: uh, you hear him go down into the crew quarters?
3: Hey, you dumb fuckers, wake up! <laughs> I'm just like walking away and just like,
4: <laughs> oh, it's <a> the Black <laughs> kettle with you
2: in it? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah, that's what we're going to <laughs> And once I get up on deck, I'm going to do something similar. Uh, call everyone to meet me. It's growing dark at this point.
2: Like, figuring out where that torn rack was took the better part of a day. And so, yeah, you have, like, the, there's already the night crew, but pretty soon Pip sort of leads the uh, the sleepers up out of the crew
3: quarters. I have a strange question. Is there a harpoon? yeah. I'm walking around with this head just in one hand. And I'm I'm yelling and walking and pacing around telling everybody that I'm I'm essentially calling a meeting, right? And I, I, I am um I walk up to the deck and stick the spear into the deck and stick the head of this fucking torn rack on the on the handle. This head is sort of midway
2: between transformations right now, so part of it looks like heme. Another part looks like one ear is turning pointed. There's, like, Heem and the other crew member, facial features present on it. It's not one of the other crewmen. It doesn't look like you, like, murdered Heem and took his head.
3: We fucking killed it. We killed it, and these fuckers can imitate us. They can take our bodies and make themselves look like any of us. But we got it. These fuckers think that they can just take our skin, come aboard our ships, and infiltrate us. They think they understand us so well that they can just pretend to be us, kill us, and we won't do a thing about it. Well this fucker found out different. So sleep easy tonight my crew. Know that I and Grieg and Nolsk were responsible for killing this thing while you were all murmuring behind the demon's back. Everyone on this ship is my crew until they act otherwise. And if you have any problem with that, report to me. See, so yeah, I'm leading the flock. Let's hope yeah. this goes well. <laughs> R- roll it. Hey, oh, God. yeah. Oof. So I roll it a nine. Uh, so my idea, Ryan, is that as writ, it says they fall into a frenzy of emotion, joy, sorrow, rage as you choose. My idea here, which doesn't. Totally line up with that but i I'm trying to get them to 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 bolster their rage I suppose against the torn rack that is the emotion I'm trying to instill in them do you think that works like you want it to
2: yeah well, fuck yeah fantastic great then that's what I do that's what I choose you see like a hardening of intent and a stiffening of resolve among your crew it's not necessarily something that's like loud. They're not like cheering. It's just Mm -hmm. these things have fucked with us twice now and they're ready to turn the table. Your savage fucking crew is ready to turn the tables on these things.
3: With respect to that savage crew, I have a question. At what point can we unmark grumbling?
2: I was just thinking about this. Yeah, Ship
3: advancement
0: is not really a thing at this point.
3: Because the reason that they're grumbling and the reason that they're savage is because we haven't had them for very long. We're getting to the point where we've had them for a while. I'm not suggesting that this move would do it. I think this move could do it, but I'm not... That's no, not really I, my No, I think that if here. you'd have
2: brought that up and had you rolled, like, a 10+, plus, that would be a thing that we could do. Boy. I like the idea of it being fictional and just
0: throwing this out there because you've set this, like, as a goalpost. I like the idea that, like, Assuming we actually stick it to them a little bit next time, we have a savage crew. They're motivated by like this kind of bloodlust. Saving them and leading them to the victory would actually, I think, be the first real like, oh, this captain knows what, what she's doing. Like, let's let's you know be satisfied with this, and then marking off that way. I think kind of works too.
3: That uh, a a soft move, if you will. Yeah, like, sort of. Yeah, like you're, you're setting yeah. it up,
0: and if we can follow through on it, then it goes away.
3: So can we can we agree on that? If if yeah. if we have a good fight. Against the torn rack, yeah. We'll remove grumbling. I'm gonna. Make, I'm gonna make a note of that.
2: Nolsk, were you going to Anep? Yeah, I'm going to the library.
0: I'm gonna walk into this fucking hookah smoke filled <laughs> library.
2: Ah, uh, Nulsk, how can I help you?
0: Uh, I think I'm going to like we were playing rooks earlier, and I'm just gonna slam my like the sword down in the <sighs> middle of it and scattering all the pieces.
2: Oh, uh, what what is this? This sword.
0: I took it from... And Nulsk realized that he has no idea what he was fighting.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I'll be real straight. I mean, I even called uh fucking, what's the king's name? I always forget. Rodgir. 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 I called him a uh, man, so I clearly don't know that he's a dwarf. Like, I think you all look the same to Nulsk. But he's
5: he just like, I took it from others that I killed. It spoke to me. You mean the blade
2: spoke to you?
5: Yes, it appeared in my room.
2: Is it speaking to you now, Nolsk? No. Did it speak in your mind?
5: It spoke to me, like you do.
2: He, uh. Do you have it sheathed or anything?
5: No,
0: I don't have a sheath for it at all, I don't think. Okay. I think I just took it from him. You just,
2: like, carry it around.
0: Um, yeah, I'd probably put it in like a little strap or like tuck it into a strap that's on me, but, but you don't have like a, there's a nothing covering no, the blade right
2: now. No, no, no. Now. He, uh, like reaches out for it and then stops himself and looks up at you. Uh, may I? And I like just kind of push it into his hands. The, the cleansing of the blade has advanced farther up a little bit. Well, well, I can't make out all the, the runes. Wait. He's... For what? Wait. There. It moves. Ah, yes. My eyes aren't nearly as good as yours, Nelsk. Ah. How does the uh, librarian move work again? Is it basically they'll tell you things about your prey but they expect something in return or might ask something in return? Yeah, so it doesn't have
0: to be prey necessarily. It's just experts on lore. They can be called upon to research any subject. Sometimes they need time or a favor, but they will always tell you useful information.
2: Uh, Captain Islas, you walk in to Anup's quarters and he, he's got like the sore is about two inches from his face.
3: He's squinting at it. You find anything yet, Anup?
2: I believe this is something I've never seen before. It's... I've read about it.
5: The sword called itself pramatha. Interesting.
2: From what I can read, this is a ceremonial blade that was used among ancient elven culture to cement a marriage. A warrior would give these to their brides-to-be as
3: a a token of betrothal. And why would it talk to Nolsk?
5: It wants me to kill a god.
3: <laughs> and it's like, tongues w- waggle. All right. Eyeless just, yeah, presses at her eyes. (laughs) Regardless of what Nolsk may or may not be married to, why would it want him to kill a god?
5: It said the people I took this from worship this god. It has made them bad. It reminds me of some gods from home.
3: Getting better and better. Anip, what can you discern?
2: Well, of of course I've read about magical items with spirits inside of them or have some innate intelligence. But without actually talking to the thing, not much.
0: Hey! And then Nulsk, like, pushes the sword. Just poking at it,
5: like,
2: Hey! Hey! Go! (laughs) the same elvish woman appears to you again. Eilis doesn't see anything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I figured. I, I assume that Anep and Eilis, neither of them can, right? No. No.
2: It's here. What What do you need, Nolsk?
0: And then I realized that you guys didn't hear it either. It wants to know
5: what I need. What is it? it? It is standing there.
3: I want to know what it thinks it is.
5: My captain wants to know what you are. I can hear her. Oh.
2: (laughs) I am a mother who wants her child freed. I am a wife who wants to see her husband whole again. My sorrow bound me to this blade. What I watched my people become before my eyes trapped me on this earth. More than anything, I want to die, Nolsk.
5: The sword is sad. And wants to die.
3: Aylas <laughs> looks at Onip. Do you have any idea what that means? The corruption seems
2: to be leaving the blade at a fairly steady rate now. He looks at Nolsk. Perhaps it is the... uh the virtue of the wielder He He chuckles to himself a bit.
5: It told me to kill you, Captain, but it changed
2: its
3: mind. Comforting. Given more time with the blade,
2: the inscriptions upon it might reveal themselves more fully.
3: Nosk, are you comfortable leaving the blade with Anip for a little while?
0: I I like pat my picks.
3: Iron not I trust that you'll be able to figure something out after a while.
2: Uh, I'm not liable to cut off my other arm with it, so I should be fine.
3: Great, be careful. Scream loud if you hurt yourself.
2: I always do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) He smokes more opium.
3: (laughs) Nelsk, let's go topside.
0: He, like, turns back to the image. I'm leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> and then Nolsk leaves. Yeah, now we head back up. Greg. Oi. <laughs> Pip.
4: Yes, sir? Would you stop cocking at me and come help me lift this over the side? I can't get it myself.
2: I suppose.
4: Get it from the side. Come on, socks. Help us out. yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 Sploosh <laughs> <laughs>
4: Great boy, <I> work, guys <laughs> Don't get gawking I don't need anything else from you, go on Yes, sir Hey w- yeah? Good work, now keep your eyes about you Are
2: we going into something dangerous?
4: You know very well the sea is a treacherous beast And I'd say that we're sailing right for it Just be smart and you'll be fine
2: I've never been in a proper fight before.
4: What will I do? You've still got that knife about you, don't you? Yeah. Good. So if you run into a bunch of them, I want you to keep that knife in its sheath and run like hell. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes, Pip. You're a shoddy fighter. And I wouldn't have you dying on this ship if I could help it. If I'm there and I'm overwhelmed, I mean by all means try and help. But I'm not depending on you. And I want you to look out for you in this particular scenario. You make a mighty fine stew when you're helping out down in the stores. And I can't have you going anywhere because you thought you'd be a hero.
2: Hmm, okay.
4: Now run along, smart boy, and keep your eyes about you.
2: Aye, sir. And Pip scampers off.
1: I think that just for a beat, I think Grieg looks over to Socks and says, It's amazing how many men on this ship are. Less fearsome than you are, my friend. And Socks just, like, purrs approvingly.
2: So uh, a couple of days pass, and you're well on your way to the center of the Tahuk Island chain. And uh, in a, like, small skiff, Hrodgear pulls aside... And wants, and he has permission to come aboard.
3: I'm not coming out there to hoist him up, Pip. Why are you asking me if you can let him on board? He's the king. Well, well I
2: didn't know.
3: You didn't know he was the king?
2: Not really. You're I, the captain. I told you to keep your eyes about you.
4: One of the things you should know is who the fucking king...
3: Well, I saw him. Why are you talking still? Go help him on board! <laughs>
2: like right, Captain. And he very dejectedly goes and helps Froggier on board.
0: Nolsk, uh, like lowers the gangplank onto King Froggier's skiff. King Froggier starts climbing up. Yeah, Nolsk is standing there as he as he clears over the side.
2: How you doing, my b- b- <clears throat> boy? <laughs> <laughs> uh. What are you
0: exactly? I swab. I like <laughs> definitely still just have the mop in my hand,
2: bone dry. <laughs> well, <clears throat> you're doing a good job, my boy. Keep up the good work. He he looks at you sidelong, and then I'm s- giving him a look of disgust. But you're I think you're he's like mostly a foot and, and a half taller than anyway. him, and he's just like staring up into your like weird mouth parts and yeah. like. Mm. He sees Captain Eilus and, like, quickly hustles,
3: like, Ah, Captain Eilus! Good to see ya. Yeah, I was coming out of my quarters as Pip was running to help Rodgear on deck, right? Captain!
5: The fat man is here!
3: My liege, uh, welcome
2: aboard. Your crewman is exceptionally strange and exceedingly rude.
3: (laughs) I hadn't noticed. Come to my quarters. (laughs) <laughs>
2: Alright, uh this is like lots of things have happened in Eyeless's quarters so far, uh, in this campaign.
3: But I haven't asked, what are ILis's quarters like? Hmm. So the way I imagine is a is a is a large table with the charts strewn out about them, various markings about a couple shelves around with scrolls and books shoved into them haphazardly. We established there's a stash of bandages. Two or three large seats, we'll say two, made of wood, right? Like, this is a pretty utilitarian kind of situation. A single portcullis, and that's, like, it.
2: Is there, like, a hammock or a bed in here?
3: There must be, yeah. Good point. Yeah, so a hammock.
2: So everything in this room is pretty much proportioned for a human, then? Yes. Hradger sits down in eyeless's chair and tries to put his feet up on the desk and just can't quite make it. So he, he, like, decides to sit in it regularly and scoots it up as close to the desk as he can. I think we should talk tactics for when we
3: finally corner these torn rack bastards. Eilus politely sits in the chair opposite him and scoots just as close to the desk as he is. Go on. We're almost certain to be outnumbered.
2: and We only have one tactical advantage over these cannibalistic bastards. And he, he pulls out this large flask that's made out of iron. And you recognize it as the vessel that the living metal weapon that you guys acquired was in.
3: Eilus doesn't respond to that. She I, per- perhaps gawks at the living iron.
2: Your ship doesn't have much in the way of armaments, and you went to, to uh, all the trouble of acquiring this for me. I want you to have it.
3: Eilus takes it.
2: Have you used it at all? Course not. You told me it was dangerous.
3: Daniel killed Socks. Who the fuck is Socks? One of my crew. Yes. Yes.
2: (laughs) Ah. Well,
3: from what you told me
2: about it, it, uh, not so much my style. I'm more of the blood and fury type, eh? And he pats the, like, twin battle axes he has, uh, on his, wears on his hips. But you, you are more measured than me. You will put it to good use. I trust you.
3: I am honored, my liege.
2: I've known you for a long time, Aylas. Good luck. I, I hope to see you when this is all said and done.
3: If you'll forgive my frankness, my king. You're making it sound like you don't plan on being on the other side of this battle.
2: In all my long years, I've learned not to put much stock into the way other men speak about good and evil. But lately, what's been happening in the North? This King Frothgar and these new allies that he's made. Well, some things a man's got to put a stop to, one way or the other. I don't want to die. Fluke knows. I've never considered myself a brave dwarf. But these Tornrak... Somebody has to put a stop to them. And well, they've killed friends of mine. I intend to see them done with, eh?
3: And you'll find me at your right hand, Rodgir. How long has Eilus known Rodgir? Since since we left our, our previous ship, Grieg, like... Ten? 10 years? Seems about right. He uh he pulls
2: out a flask and takes a, a big, long pull out of it. Yep. Never thought I'd accept a human into my clan. Yep. Here's to you, Eilus. And he, he holds out the flask to Eilus.
3: Never thought I'd find myself in a clan. Eilus takes the flask and pulls a long drop.
2: The closest oh. thing I've ever had to a daughter, Eilus. Fluke be with you in the battle that comes.
3: And may Cag's eyes be black, my father.
2: Rodgear blinks back a few tears.
3: Oh, I just wanted
2: to give you that. Use it well. Uh, my my guides say we'll be there in a day or two.
3: Rodgir. Aye. Who succeeds you?
2: Wife and I ain't been blessed with no spawn. Any other member of the clans. Nothing more than a backbiting little git. I guess as far as I'm concerned, it's you. You need me to put something in paper? I will.
3: We'll deal with that when we get home, Dad.
2: He's not, like, crying at this point, but he's, like, tears are coming out of his eyes. And he throws you in a big hug that is, like, right about at waist level. And he squeezes you and... Hey, ah, <coughs> I, I guess we will. And then he, he leaves. And then he peps, like, waiting right out on the other side of the door. Door hits him on the way out, and he's... and Roger, Get out of my way, you fucking stupid git! And he, like, stomps back toward the ladder.
0: to an island of cheese In- if your intestines can't digest it.
3: <laughs> High art, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. High